lately about this story of the journey of Next Level Church. And uh, just realizing again now, as it's been almost five and a half years, that, that the story of NLC is really a story of, of persistence. That when I think over the journey that we've had over the last five and a half years, I'm just so reminded that it's, it's just been a journey of persistence. And it's cool, all of the lessons that we've been able to learn over the last five years and how God is now opening up doors of opportunity for us to share those lessons with other church planners around the country. It was just um, about a year ago that some church planners came down and for a weekend and saw what God was doing at Next Level. And my wife and I had them back over to the house after church on Sunday, and they were asking us all kinds of questions. And one of the questions they asked us, they said, um, what, you know, what three things did you do? Could you point to and say, this is what we did that has, has given you the ability to be where, where you find yourself now in the church planning journey? And I can remember telling them, number one, we said, you know, it was this idea to be and stay teachable. And, you know, throughout this five-year-and-a-half-year journey, it's been in my wife and I's heart to, to always be teachable. That no matter who we interact with, no matter what we're, we're doing, we can learn something from everybody. Number two was to be in the moment, to be exactly where we were at every stage of our church. That no matter if it met our expectations or not, the goal for us was to be exactly in the moment, to be in touch with the reality of the moment. Number three, we said be persistent. We just didn't give up. How did God bring us to this place in the journey? We didn't give up. That even when we felt like giving up, even when the journey seemed too hard, when the mountain seemed too high to climb, we just kept at it. We just persisted. And that's how God brought us to where our church is today. the last couple of weeks we've been talking about moving forward and the whole core premise of this series that we're doing is this idea that we can't stay the same, that nothing in life stays the same, that, that as we look around the world we realize that everything is moving forward. Man, just even this week considering the 9-11 tragedy and how so many of the survivors were hearing their stories of how they're moving forward now six years later from this tragedy, how our nation is moving forward during this time. We as a church, we're moving forward, man. We got the warehouse thing going on and how that's just going to totally enhance who we are and what we do as a church. It's going to be amazing. Beyond the warehouse, we as a staff are working our tails off behind the scenes um, in a lot of unseen ways right now to, to really talk about um, how we can upgrade, how we can enhance the, the, so many of the environments across Next Level Church because we believe God is getting ready to take us into an amazing season that is going to be absolutely incredible incredible in the life of our church. So this morning I want to introduce us to a powerful principle that entails moving forward into all that God has for us in our life. Persistence. Every one of us can think about those times in our life where we needed to be persistent in order to, to make it through a season. Well, it's interesting because as we study God's Word, we find out that God's people went through exactly the same kind of seasons as some of us have went through, and they needed persistence. And here's what God's people found out. Persistence always sets the stage for breakthrough in your life. And that's what we're talking about this morning. Moses. So the mighty, great uh, leader of the people of Israel, the people of God, Moses, his next in line, his apprentice, his successor was Joshua. And historians and theologians tell us that Joshua was one of the, the greatest military leaders of, of the children of Israel of all time. And so when we pick up the story in Joshua chapter 6, verse 1, we find out 
that uh, Joshua and the army of Israel are moving forward into what God has for them. And they've, they've approached and they've come upon the city of Jericho. And God's desire is that they would be able to take and win the city of Jericho. However, they ran into a little bit of resistance. Check this out. Joshua chapter 6 verse 1. You can see it around me. It says, Now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out. And no one came in. Where the people of God, the army of Israel, find themselves is they're standing at this, at this city of Jericho. And all the way around this city is a huge wall. And even the gates of the wall, it says, are barred. So, so notice right off the bat that the army of Israel, the army of God, the people of God, were facing a formidable challenge. Look, it says, the, they, they, in other words, the people of Jericho inside the wall looked out and saw the army coming. And they had heard about this army of Israel and they said, you know what? Uh-uh. No thanks. And so they barred up the city. Nobody was going in. Nobody was going out. And so the people of God, the army of Israel, were facing a formidable challenge. That it was barred. However, as they approached it, notice God had a plan. God And God was confident in His plan. Look at verse 2. It says this. Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands. I've delivered. Notice the past tense verbiage there of what God says. So Joshua's leading the army of God up to the city of Jericho. They get there. They see this huge wall. Now, this is not like a fence, like a backyard fence. Like if you leave your car here and ride with someone to lunch and you come back, you will face a formidable challenge trying to get your car out of this parking lot after they've locked the gates. But the wall of Jericho is not like the fence around the school, albeit a formidable challenge. Nonetheless, this was a wall that historians tell us they used to do chariot races on the top of. So this is a wide wall. This is a huge, huge challenge for the people of God. And yet God had confidence in the plan. Look what he says to Joshua. Standing there facing this wall, Joshua, the mighty military leader with this huge army of thousands and thousands of trained soldiers around him. And, and God says to Joshua, Joshua, I've already delivered the city into your hands. Past tense. It's done. Now put yourself in Joshua's shoes. You'd be standing there going, it's not that I don't believe you. But walk up, right? So look at verse 3. God begins to lay out the plan. Verse 3 says this. March around the city once with all the armed men. Here's God's plan. Joshua, you ready for this? Here's the plan. March around the city once with all the armed men. All the soldiers who have been trained from childhood to do nothing but fight. I want you to march around the city once with them. So imagine Joshua, he's going, all right, got it. Okay, good. We're going to march around and we're going to intimidate them. And yeah, look, he keeps going. Do this for six days. Have seven priests, people who do what I do, carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. The ark was a historical reference point here. The ark of the covenant was, it was what they were speaking of there. And basically the ark of the covenant was God's presence in those days. So basically... Get, the, get God's presence out in front of you for six days and march around the city. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. Now again, Joshua, one of the greatest military leaders of all time in the nation of Israel. Thousands of soldiers who've been trained from childhood. And there he stands facing this wall going, God, what's the plan? And God's like, the plan is we're going to just walk around. Are you serious, Lord? 
You brought us all the way down here. You want us to move forward. It's your idea that moving forward means taking this challenge, taking the city of Jericho, and your plan is walk around. God adds to the plan. Verse 5, look. When you hear them sound a long blast on the seventh day after you've walked around seven times, have the whole army give a loud shout. Then the wall will collapse and the army will go up. Everyone straight in. Oh, thanks for the addition to the plan. Not only are we just going to walk around, now we're going to walk around and then shout, which is what some of our employees do all day long. That's their plan. They got biblical proof for the plan. We just walk around and we just shout. We just talk about stuff. But that's the God's plan. Again, imagine Joshua, the army of Israel. There they are, ready to advance, ready to move forward into what God has for them. And the plan is, walk around, uh, just take a lap once a day. Six days. On the seventh day, take seven laps. And, um, yeah, and then yell at the end. That's the plan. So, verses 6 through 10, Joshua starts to tell the people what's going on. Because they're all looking at Joshua going, what's, what's the plan? What's the plan? What's the plan? So he meets with the spiritual people. And he's like the priests and all those guys. And he's like, okay, here's the plan. We're not going to fight them this time. We're not going to do battle. We're not going to siege them. We're not going to tear the gates down. Um, we're going to just kind of walk around. And, and the priests are like, whatever. I mean, we got the Ark of the Covenant. So wherever it goes, we go. So cool. So then he starts telling the soldiers now again, imagine being a soldier in those days. You live to fight. You live to move forward. You live to advance. And your military leader, your general comes to you and he says, Boys, the plan is take a little walk on the wild side. <laughs> I, so can't you see these soldiers being like, Are you serious? What? The plan is we're just going to walk around in circles all day? And he's like, oh yeah, and by the way, you know how like when we fight, we usually like intimidate people and we shout and we yell and war cry and the whole deal, brave heart, you know, type of freedom. You know how we do that most of the time? Um, yeah, I kind of, we're just, we're, we're just going to be real quiet. Look at verse 10. Look what it says. Joshua's talking to the army right here and he says in verse 10, but Joshua had commanded the army, do not give a war cry, do not raise your voice, do not say a word until I tell you to shout. Then shout. So what's the plan? What's the plan to move forward into what God has for them, for what God has for their nation, for what God has for them as individuals? What's the plan for moving forward? Persistence. Just do what God told you to do until He tells you to do something different. Persistence. You know that Joshua's sitting there going, can't you do any better than this? You know he's saying to his soldiers, I know this plan doesn't make sense with our earthly minds. I know this plan doesn't, doesn't coincide with our training that we've had as warriors. I know that this plan doesn't make sense, but this is the plan of God. And though it may seem peculiar, though it may seem strange, I think we've got to go with the plan. we just got to persist. Verse 11. So he had the ark of the Lord carried around the city. Circling once, he's like, all right, boys, go ahead, get the ark moving, get the priest going, get the army out there, let's take a lap. Look what it says. Then the army 
returned to camp and played PlayStation the rest of the day. If ever there was a time for PlayStation to be ahead of its time, where was Sony when you needed it most? They go back to camp. Spend the night. Ever felt that way? Ever felt that way about your life? That you look at God's plan, you look at what God is or is not apparently doing, and you've got dreams, you've got aspirations, you've got hopes to move forward. God, God, we want to go forward. God, we see the future. God, we know it could be amazing. Will you just let us move forward? And God goes, actually, what I, what I need you to do most is just take a few laps. Ever felt that way? I know I have. I know we have as a church. This warehouse space feels like we are walking in circles. But check this out. God's plan for the people of Israel, for His people, was persistence, that there are moments in our lives, there are days in our lives, there are seasons of our lives where God says, you know what the plan is for you right now? Persistence. So let me throw you a few thoughts on this whole idea of persistence. Number one, persistence can feel pretty mundane. I mean, these guys literally were pretty much just hanging out. That's that's what they quite literally, they're in a holding pattern. They're just circling the runway. There's the city. There's where we're supposed to go. There's where we're supposed to be moving forward. And here we are, just walking in circles, just mundane, nobody cares, nothing is happening, persistence. Ever felt that way? Ever felt like you didn't know what you were supposed to be doing, so you pretty much just walked around once a day and acted like you did? Ever felt that way? You're like, I'm not real sure what I'm supposed to be doing right now, but what's up all the way around? See, persistence can feel pretty mundane. Look at verse 12. So Joshua got up early the next morning. And the priest took the ark of the Lord. Persistence, number two, can feel rather repetitive. Persistence can feel repetitive. They did this every morning. One lap around. Don't say a word. Go back to camp. Hey, everybody, here we go. Ready? There goes the ark. There go the priest. There go the soldiers. Here we go. Just circling Jericho, not saying a word, just chilling. And, okay, break everybody, that's enough for today. Go on, now go on. Put your feet up. Rest, rest well. Persistence can feel rather repetitive. Like, man, are we ever going to get anywhere? Are we just, are we ever going to move forward? Are we just going to go in circles? Is this all we're going to do for the rest of our life? Lord, is this all you have for me for the rest of my life? Is just a walk in circles, just repetitive, run around, 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 around. Is this all you have, God? Or are we ever going to move forward? Verse 14, so on the second day, they marched around the city once and returned to camp. They did this for six days. Number three, persistence can feel futile. Some of us know this all too well. Sometimes it looks like there is absolutely no progress happening in our life. On the surface, there's definitely this appearance that this thing is a lame duck headed nowhere. For six days, all we've done is just walk around the city 
and go hang out. Some of us are like, that's a dream job. (laughs) See, sometimes persistence in our lives can feel downright futile. Ever felt that way? Ever felt like what you were a part of, what you were giving your life to, giving your best years to? Ever felt like what, what you were doing didn't matter, that you're just taking laps around, just circling the runway, just stuck in a rut? But watch what was happening. Watch what was happening. Because while they were persisting, God was preparing. Forethought, persistence always brings preparing. See, persistence prepares us. While they were walking around, God was testing them. He was, he was saying to them in so many words, will you do it? Will you do this? Will, will you persist even when you don't know all of the whys? Will you keep pushing in? Will you keep waking up every day? Will you keep your attitude right? Will you stay faithful? Will you stay the course? Will you trust me and my plan? Even when you don't understand. See, God was testing them. Uh, secondly, God was preparing them. When we study the chronology of the, the army of Israel, you know what we find out? Just two weeks before this event at Jericho, God had commanded all of the males in the entire nation of Israel to be circumcised. Is it possible that God knew the army of Israel was going to need a winnable victory coming off of that surgery? Is it possible that God was like, you know what, fellas, I appreciate the fact that you're world-class warriors. I appreciate the fact that you're trained for this. But guys, in your present condition, you need an easy one. So here's all you got to do is just get up and walk around a little bit. <laughs> Don't underestimate how mundane walking around once a day was. And all of the men in the building said, Amen, Pastor. Church is dismissed. That's, that'll preach right there. See, God was testing them, saying, Listen, this is an unorthodox plan, and you don't understand all of the whys. God was preparing them, saying, Look, I know exactly what you need and when you need it. And third, God was proving them. See, God understood that the minute they did move forward, the minute they stepped into the city of Jericho, that it was going to open up for them a whole plethora of, of new opportunities, of riches and, and, and accolades and, and stuff and, and all kinds of stuff. And God was preparing them and He was saying, listen, if, if you'll prove yourself now, if you'll persist now, then I'll know I can trust you with with what I'm about to give you then. If you'll be faithful with this, I know I can trust you with that. And could it be that some of us in our lives are facing a, a, a season, a moment of persistence? Could it be that many of us listening right now are, are looking at our life, thinking about our life, and we're, we're thinking, I feel like I'm not going anywhere. I feel like I'm just walking in circles. This feels mundane. It feels repetitive. It feels futile. I don't know what God's doing. Could it be that God's testing us? That He's saying, will you trust me? Could it be that He's preparing us, that He knows exactly what we need when we need it? And could it be that God is proving us? 
And he's saying, listen, if you'll be faithful with this, then I know I can trust you with that. Because where you're about to go is huge. But you've got to pass the persistence test. So there they were, marching around. Once a day, go back to camp. Once a day, go back to camp. But then in verse 15, we find the payoff. Check this out. Verse 15, on the seventh day, they got up at daybreak and they marched around the city seven times in the same manner, except that on that day they circled the city seven times. So it's the morning of the seventh day. And Joshua says, listen guys, the one lap and go lay down, one lap, go lay down thing is over. Today, this is our moment. This is the time. I need all of us to step up our game and sacrifice like we haven't had to sacrifice for a while and and move forward and, and give energy and effort like we never have before because we are on the edge of breakthrough. Verse 16, the seventh time around. When the priest sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the army, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. Number five, persistence always sets the stage for breakthrough. They were on the last leg of this journey. They were right there. And it was the longest. It was the most sacrificial. It was the hardest. They had to go above and beyond but like seven times. But they did it. And the victory was won. Look at verse 20. When the trumpet sounded, the army shouted, and at the sound of the trumpet, when the men gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed, so everyone charged straight in, and they took the city. We've been facing a formidable challenge in this warehouse space. We recognize and realize that that this warehouse space in the life of our church is is a foundational step for us that gives us the ability to to step through and walk through some amazing opportunities. We've had a goal, a challenge to to raise $100,000 cash to be able to build this place out and make it everything that we know God wants it to be so that we can step through this thing. you know, quite honestly, we've, we've had God's confidence throughout this whole process as we've persisted through. We haven't always known the hows, but we've known that God has, that God's known. And we've been trusting Him, and I'll be honest with you, at times, this whole project has felt rather mundane. It's, it's felt rather repetitive. We felt like we're just taking one lap around the wall, going back to camp, one lap around the wall, going back to camp. I'll be honest with you, the pace of permitting, the pace of the build-out hasn't been what we expected or what we had hoped it was going to become. But we've persisted, and at times it's even felt futile. We felt, man, is it even worth it for us to do this? But we've known that as we've persisted through this process, that God's been proving us, that He's been testing us. He's been saying, will you trust me? Will you trust me with the timeline? Will you trust me with the process? Will you trust me with this space that I want to put in your hands? We know that God's been preparing us, that we've, we've been making changes in preparation for this thing. That, that the fact that the timeline hasn't been what we wanted it to be has given us a chance to prepare ourselves. We know that God's been proving us, saying, listen, I know what you're about to step into as a church. I know the opportunities that are ahead of you. And He's been testing us and proving us because... Persistence always sets the stage for breakthrough. And we believe that we are on the edge of breakthrough with this project. That in just a few weeks, we're going to step into this thing. And it's going to be incredible. But here's what I know. I know that our persistence right now is taking us to the seventh day. 
I believe that we are headed into a season and a time over the next several weeks, you guys, as a church, where every one of us are going to be called upon to step up our energy, to, to step up our effort, to step up our sacrifice, to go above and beyond, to take some extra laps around the wall so that we can see this project all the way through. God is calling us to persist on this thing like never before because we know that persistence always sets the stage for breakthrough. And what's true in our church is also true in our personal lives. That when we persist, even when it's tough, even when it's repetitive, even when it's mundane, even when it's hard, but if we'll persist, it always sets the stage for breakthrough. facing a challenge that, that has been holding you back? Where, where have you been circling the runway, so to speak? This morning as we close our service, we're going to close with some worship here in just a minute or two, but I want to challenge you. We are on the edge of breakthrough as a church concerning this warehouse space. We're, we're on the edge concerning this next step that God has for us, you guys. We're on the edge, but this is our seventh hour. This is our seventh day, our eleventh hour. And I believe that God is going to be calling so many of us in the next few weeks here to step up our game, to say, yes, I'm on board. Yes, I'm with you. Yes, we're tracking on this bad boy. We want to see this thing go. And it's going to require many of us to do some extra laps around the wall. We don't want it to fall in. We want it to go up. But you got, you know what I'm saying. We got to go around the wall, you guys. But see, I believe that this is a word for many of us on a personal level as well. Because I believe that God is calling us as a church, collectively and individually, to a season of persistence. Some of us, we, we haven't crossed the line. Where has God really placed it in our heart to move on something, to take a step, to, to move in His direction? Maybe it's to join a connection group like Pastor Scott talked about at the beginning of the service. And, and you've been hesitant. It's not too late. Go to the website. Maybe it's tithing. And God's been speaking to you to give Him the first 10% of your Tootsie Rolls. And you haven't taken that step. It's time to persist. It's time to trust. Because God is preparing us and He's proving us. Maybe it's on a warehouse pledge. You know our goal is to raise $100,000. We've had 77000 pledged. 60000 has come in. We need some of you to persist and get that extra seventeen up there. We need some of us to go above and beyond and give that last $23,000. we are so close. We're so close, but this is the seventh day. we got to take some laps, baby. we got to respond to God. God is doing something in our church. So this morning as we, as we close our service, I want us to sing a song of worship, a song that says, God, I will count the cost. No matter what, we will persist together.